This episode of Talking About Practice is made possible by the Civil War. Because if you don't try to break up every once in a while, are you really even trying? We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's easy to sum it up. We just talk about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. That's right, we are talking about practice, Chico's only locally produced sports talk radio show. I'm your co-host, Jarrell Gilbert, alongside me, partner in crime, co-creator of the show, Derek Ismacki. Yo, what's good, party people? And of course, we have our Jew for Jesus, the one, the only, Stepman Brett. Yeah! Is uh, it time to bust out your menorahs yet? Is it? Is it that time? It's getting close. It's getting real when close. When is the I think- Hanukkah? I think it's in a couple days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I mean, he's a Jew for Jesus. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 We don't expect him to, to know. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it moving. Yeah, please. That's what I thought. Yeah. December eighteenth. Okay. December eighteenth. Right. I was gonna December say it's 18th. not. It's not. Even, it's not. The, it's not now. So. It's just fun saying that word. It is. Hanukkah. It is fun. Yeah. Hanukkah. <laughs> um. While we're at it, uh, you know what? I'll do it myself. We got to find Smokey Robinson call it, saying, oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, if you have not, have you heard this clip before? I've Brett? never no. heard this clip before. Oh, man. This is a classic right here. Oh, man. Um, it, right. it, it is, uh, it's always funny when people try to say words they have no idea and they're live in front of a mic. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> it's, it's 43 seconds. All right, here we go. Oh, you got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. Step me, Brad. All right. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Marco. How you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me. But I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jera. And they wanted me, they told me that you used to live in Detroit across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now. And they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is. But happy Chinooka, because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe. I got it. And I got enjoy it, Chinooka. Uh, oh, that <laughs> is brilliant. Happy um, Chinooka. So happy Chinooka, everybody. That may or may not start in the very near future. Oh, it does is, start. Dece- yeah, December is there, 18th. Is there anything less impersonal than a cameo? Like, I get the idea behind it, but the person who's doing it has zero idea who you are. And you're trying to feel like, oh, I just got this heartfelt message from Smokey Robinson. He doesn't even know who you are at all. This person just paid you money and said, say these words. And I feel like that's very impersonal. Uh, agreed, but is there anything less personal? You've said it on Grinds My Gears before than someone singing you happy birthday on your birthday when it's paid staff at a restaurant. Yeah, that's bad, too. That's and I also say, thing. too, if you if you send somebody a card and don't write an, an, your own heartfelt message in that card, agreed. that's terrible as well. Yeah. If you let the card do the talking, agreed. no, that's, that's very impersonal. Uh, I would say I like the sentiment behind it, and some people really get into the cameos and, like, Really pull out all the stops. So I, I appreciate the general sentiment behind it. But you're right. Like if I had, I don't know, um, uh, Zidane I, hit you up and be like, hey, happy birthday. Parlez-vous uh, like, Francais. Like it, it, would, it sounds cool, but at the same point in time, like this person does not care about you one single bit at all. Yeah, that's like, true. This, this is, they don't think, and you're like, oh my gosh, just because they say the words, we're happy about it. I would. I prefer a little... Sincerity behind I would like words. to step up our budget and make um, fake commercials for very like D-list celebrities to do on Cameo for us to run. <laughs> I think that would be great. Um, so we should look into that next yeah, year. Yeah, maybe Coach O does some cameos. That would be or, incredible. Or, Ker- or Kermit does some cameos. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, exactly. We, got some star, we got some stars connection yeah. here. Yeah. I feel like that's like B and A-level like celebrities right there, though. Coach O and Kermit. We're not talking D-level anymore. 
That's talking true. big league. That's yeah. a good point. Um, if they have a long running, uh, long running status, both of those characters. Yeah, understood your. Um, I don't want to say distaste, but underst- in understanding your stance on cameo. If you had to get a cameo from any one celebrity, who would it be? Um, it would be from Betty White because she's dead. <laughs> All right, that beats mine. Wow. Do you have one? I, not, nothing that can beat that, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't have it. <laughs> I was not expecting you to any, go there. I didn't know you were going to go there. Nope. Somehow you seem to figure out a, Betty, a way to take a shot at <laughs> Betty White at least once every six episodes, and I'm here for it. Um, I, I saw my opening. <laughs> yeah, I, take I, it. I took it. Yeah. <laughs> the three was open, you got to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Always, uh, shooters always shoot, man, you know? <laughs> Um, I did want to transition awkwardly just to say RIP to Grant Wall. For those of you unfamiliar, Grant mm-hmm. Wall was the foremost um, face of soccer in the media landscape over the last three decades in this country um, and did a lot for the game, both on the men and women's side. I know um, you are very familiar with Grant Wall. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely had a, again, he was the foremost soccer pundit when it comes to American soccer and American building up the game here in this country and was a large, had a large hand in it. Um, it was definitely obviously shocking news the way that he passed away um, rather unexpectedly. It was interesting. His brother is, I don't know if you saw his brother's yeah. response to it is trying to claim uh, some sorts of a foul play after Grant had in a previous match been trying to wear an LGBT uh, pride sure. shirt yeah. to one of the events in which he was uh, told he couldn't. Um, that being said, there also says that he was facing a lot of health complications up until that point in time, especially when he was in Qatar. I mean, that's beside the point. It's still super sad the way that this right. this guy, at such a young age, the guy's not even, what, 45? He was, what, 42, I want to something say? Like that, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Passed away. Um, and again, a guy who had been so influential for growing uh, this sport in America, trying to make sure that we were somehow a fighting superpower, had a fighting chance in there, and, and had you know, successfully done that. Yeah. We um, largely grew as a nation when it comes to soccer. And he, not to say was a huge part of it, but he had a hand in it in terms of getting it out there for the masses of, of, of us to grasp onto. So shouts to, uh, to Grant Wall and yeah. what he did for the game. Definitely condolences to his family. He was 48 when he passed. Okay, 48. Um, Still, either way. The one, as as horrible as this is for the world of soccer, uh, you know, for his family, his friends, the one cool thing I will say, if you're going to go out, going out during World Cup when the thing you love most, the thing you're so passionate about, of course, aside from your family, is soccer, you're at that event. There's, yeah. there's worse ways to go out, is 100%, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, trying to find uh, silver lining, which probably didn't need to be done by me in this situation. Not needed, but at the same totally point Totally unnecessary. Uh, leave it to me to totally botch um, some very eloquent words on your part. I was just, I'm not used to you being eloquent ever. And so uh, when you're saying nice things, it just made me uncomfortable. And I had to say, well, at least he was watching soccer. <laughs> That's one way to go out right there, you know? Yeah. He could have oh. he, he just been sitting on a plane, you know? Yeah, way worse. Way worse, yeah. Way worse. Yeah. I will uh, say also, uh, great, uh, great bald head. Guy oh, could rock yeah. a great, great bald head. He sure so, did. Yeah, he had a good bald head right there. Uh, let's stay with the world of soccer because uh, World Cup has been absolutely nuts. So let's do foot and mouth. It's time we take a deep dive into the world of soccer with the man responsible for such flashes of brilliance as 39 was last year and he could barely like throw a ball out of a barnside. Um. It's time for Derek Izumaki's foot in mouth. getting better <laughs> that is right y'all the world of football is ah this is if you're this is probably one of the best world cups i've ever witnessed this is probably one of the best world cups ever and just in terms of, of how it has gone out from the group stages till now it has been 
utter poetry in motion. When you hit a group stage, when match day three comes along and only four teams are, have, aren't fighting for anything, essentially, because two of them have been knocked out and two of them have secured a spot in the next round, meaning 28 teams are fighting for their lives. Yeah. That's extraordinary. <laughs> and then it gets better from there. As the knockout stages begin, you get great upsets. You get stars in the making. And it continues throughout the entire match. And we had that yet again in a quarterfinals that was ripe for the picking. So let's start off where I guess it needs to be. Number one in the world goes down. Mm. Brazil mm. had all the momentum, all the focus, all the drive to yet again claim the title that's most rightfully theirs in over any other country. They've won the most World Cups. They've produced some of the most world's talent out there. And they went into this game, I think, with the idea that they can do it no matter what. But what do they do? They faced up against a Croatian squad that knows nothing other than knowing how to survive a tough match. That's what Croatia does. And they have a phenomenal leader in there and Luka Modric! Mm. That guy, yeah. as a midfielder, is probably, if he's on your list of best midfielders out there, he should be. If he's not the best ever, it's, it's after it's on. That's how good he is. And now long he's been doing it for. The guy is 37 years old right now and producing at such an utter, at an utter level. And not just here. It's been throughout the entire year. If you were anything watching of him in his club team with Real Madrid, you know that that dude produces dimes with his foot. It's utterly spectacular. And that's what this man does. He leads his Croatian squad that is built around him. And what do they do? They take Brazil all 120 minutes. Brazil scores a spectacular goal from Neymar mm. in the first period of stoppage time, only to get answered back from another goal from Croatia that comes on a beautiful counterattack. So they go to penalties. And my goodness. Neymar didn't even take a penalty. just want to let that be known. Let it be known. Neymar failed to take a penalty in this shootout. But the big winner of it was Levakovic! <laughs> Goaltender for Croatia yet again steps up and produces an utterly spectacular performance and shuts out Brazil. They win 4-2 on penalties. Croatia advances. Goodbye. Goodbye, world number one. Brazil, you're out. And then the game after that was probably the game of the tournament. Argentina and Netherlands mm. put on a show that was unlike any other. Kept you on the edge of your seat the entire game. And what happened at the start of it? Messi! With an utterly beautifully crafted goal that he painted out of thin air. With a through ball. That really was met with the proper precision that needed to be. But landed a beautiful touch into Molina. Nahua Molina. Nanuel. I'm sorry. Nanuel Molina. Who tapped home. Brilliant pass from Messi to give a 1-0 one lead, one lead to them. They scored a penalty. Pe Messi scored a penalty in the second half to give them a 2-0 lead, the most dangerous lead of them all. And what do the Netherlands do? They get two goals in after the 75th minute, one of them being in the 110th minute to tie the game up 2-2 to send it to extra time. When that game goal happened, my goodness, I thought it was over. I thought Argentina was done. But no, they fought back in extra time and took it to penalties, and the Dutch failed tremendously. Looking at you, Virgil van Dyke. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, captain that squad, and your first penalty you take out there skies it over the bar. No, bueno. Goodbye. Netherlands are out. Argentina moves on. Messi's legend continues to grow. Spectacular. He has a chance to... He, facing Croatia is going to be a tough match, but right now... This is Messi's tournament to lose, it looks like. Are you bummed out we're not going to see uh, Messi versus Ronaldo? Uh, that is tough right there, no doubt. Especially because this Portugal squad that, hmm. that got knocked out by Morocco. Morocco just keeps on rolling, man. It's something special. And they got to give... So uh, you have that. Now, it's, it's been spoiled right now. Africa celebrate right now. Morocco has become the first African team to break into the semifinals after taking down Portugal and putting up a masterclass of defense. 
on a beautiful 1-0 victory that saw them through into the semifinals. And you got to give it to and Nasiri. And Nasiri with a beautiful skying header. If you saw that, the guy was in the air forever. He took the, the guy that was on the other bench and took from those CR7 airlines and bought two tickets and got higher than ever before. My goodness, that was a leap that landed a beautiful cross into the back of the net to give Morocco the only goal they needed. Again, this Moroccan team is something special. They put up a defense. They know what they have. They don't have the goals, but they have the people in the back line to really make any team squander. This is a Portugal squad that was ripe as well. This is a Portugal squad that a lot of people were thinking this could be theirs without Ronaldo playing in it. They had a fantastic team built around him, looking at Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, looking delicious. And Morocco made them look disgusting. <laughs> and that's what happened. Portugal out. Morocco through into the semifinals. Let me get to the one, the match that I had highlighted before, England versus France. And my goodness, that was a match as well. We This quarter this quarterfinal was spectacular. We had some great games all around, and it was a cherry on top getting England versus France for us. And they put on a show. You got to give it to them. England, you had your chances. Yeah. You did. Unfortunately, losing 2-1 to France is a tough way to go out when Harry Kane. Oh, you too. Looking at you, Harry Kane. You're in the Virgil van Dijk category right now. You know, everyone was ripe to kill you. They, they wiped to kill you right now in England. They are out for your head after you score a penalty in the first half and yet miss the second one in the second half to tie the game at 2-2 that we deserved extra time. This game deserved extra time, and you didn't give it to us because you skied your PK that would have tied the game into the back of the crowd. Terrible, disgusting display from Harry Kane <laughs> on that aspect. The rest of the team, you had your chances. You had France on the back of their heels right there. They really were the controlling team out throughout that game England was over France. The France got a spectacular goal from Tushemi in the first half from outside the box and then finished at home with Giroud. And I take back every bad word I've said of Giroud. I've talked <laughs> ill of that man for far too long, and that man is just clowning me left and right <laughs> for how much of a goal scorer he is. The guy has a true... Number nine, he's a true forward. He's a true master class of putting the ball in the net, and that's what you want in your guy, and he does it well. They, they, they quenched Mbappe, England did, but they didn't account for the rest of the squad, and that French squad, they still got players out there. They're stacked. They're yeah. still stacked. England, you didn't have that finishing touch. You didn't, and I'm looking at you, Gareth Southgate. Hopefully this is a, a, a looking glass for English, the English Federation to realize they need a manager in there that's going to allow these guys to kind of run free a little bit. Give them some operating. Give them some freedom, some creativity out there. You have a, a, a weird game plan against them. And the substitutions that Gareth Southgate made were far too late, I felt. Guy needed to change the pace a lot quicker, and he waited until, I want to say, the 72nd minute to make any of his changes. And it was just too late at that point. You need to do it earlier. That being said, England, you're going home. France moves on. So we have a Final Four, France versus Morocco. That's happening on Wednesday, but tomorrow the action kicks off. Argentina, Croatia. Yep. Whew. Can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. This is, uh, like I said, this has probably been the most entertaining World Cup I've ever, I've witnessed, like really from start to finish, as much as I've ever witnessed before. Um, all the games have been compelling. They've all had something to fight for. The guys are really putting up a... a they're taking on the pride and they're going for it. And it's nice to see. I have an announcement. Yes. Uh, I've known you, what, nine years? It sounds about right. About that. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in on soccer <clears throat> now. About time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've always I've been a casual observer for some time now. Um, but I will say the Liverpool scarf you brought me, now that it's authentic and from there, uh, I'm in. I've had a great time wa watching this World Cup. I The other day, we stopped by the gas station, and the guy had the World Cup game on, this younger guy, and I started talking to him about the World Cup, and his passion just poured out of him. And I'm like, look at me, talking soccer. <laughs> look at you, man. I'm proud of this moment right now. It yeah. makes me feel happy. And, uh, yeah, I... I just really enjoyed this tournament. Granted, I understand this only comes along every four years. Well, two years in this case because, you know, COVID. Um, but I'm in, baby. Let's go. Here we go. It's all it took right there. Yeah. Took nine years of you doing this. Six years of this segment. Nine years of friendship. But 
Uh, a scarf got it done. That's I guess that's all I needed right there. An actual trip <laughs> you just to London. To travel to, I, yeah. Yeah, I just need to travel. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's Make, the lesson. And solidify here. the stamp right there. Yeah. This is, again. This has been a phenomenal World Cup. I I am truly just every single game has been enthralling. It, yeah. Yeah. Eye catching. Something's happening out there. Crazy. I think um, Steph is finally trying starting to get. Uh, what's going on as far as the World Cup? Because at first she was like, "Why would you miss part of your work day to watch the World Cup?" And then she saw us acting like hyenas in a game that the U.S. was not playing in, and I think it's starting to click. Like, oh, this must be kind of a big deal. It is. It is a big deal, and I hope that you're. If you're not watching just because the U.S. is not in it, don't be that person. Enjoy yeah, no. the game for what it is. We don't have to be in there for it to be entertaining for. Yeah, watch it at the highest levels. Yeah, this is this is this is really the best right here. Yeah. You know, this is you're getting the world class players out there and it really when you, you break apart the line, other than Morocco kind of being the, the odd man out, you have some of the like the best players in the world right now mm-hmm. facing off and taking their team under on the top of their on their shoulders and, yep. and lifting a trophy that means so much to so many people around the world. And if it's hard to get into it, just find a country to hate and then yeah, root that's, for the other team. There you go. That's fun right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. little racism goes a long way. Okay? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about American football, um, and of course, Rudy's not in today uh, after celebrating a birthday weekend and a huge Niners victory. So I'm. I'm this is great. I get to talk about Brock Purdy with uh, no backup here, um, but Brock looking like he could be the real deal. You definitely made Tampa Bay. Well, actually, this is Tampa Bay squad. That I think a lot of people were very down on already. But sure. you made Tom Brady's homecoming look pretty terrible. Yep. Um, he bought a hundred tickets for absolutely nothing. <laughs> he got a hundred tickets for people to, to see him uh, and his team look like they have zero place on an NFL gridiron against this San Francisco Forty ers a team that his hometown team. You his know, that's got to sting yep. even more. The sting is like each one of those sacks, each one of those hits he took has just got to sting a little bit more, knowing that he's got those hundred people in the crowd, and it's his hometown team that he grew up watching. Yeah, to get blown out like that was uh, had to be really tough for Tom Brady. But on the other side of the ball, um, I said on the podcast last week that. I was all in on this Brock Purdy kid, and the reason being for me as a Niners fan is it's been so long since we've had a quarterback who will just throw the ball down the field. Look, he's young. He's a gunslinger. He's going to make mistakes. I'm cool with the picks as long as you're throwing the ball down the field. Already, he has thrown as many uh, touchdowns, 20 yards or plus, as Jimmy Garoppolo has his entire time with the Niners. That's insane. Pretty good. Nice. I like what you did there. Mm. Um, and it's I'm, easy to do, unfortunately, and I hate myself for doing <laughs> it, but I'm going to do it anytime I can. Uh, all right. We'll take it. Um, I, I just think that the best thing possible for the Niners is Brock continues to play pretty good uh, the rest of the way, and they can let go of Jimmy G at the end of the season, let him walk, and they have a real quarterback competition going into next season both these guys are on rookie contracts obviously Brock's rookie contract being Mr. Irrelevant the last draft pick um, is a lot more favorable but you still have two guys on rookie contracts and the way a lot of these great teams are built nowadays is having a young franchise quarterback because you don't have to pay him Aaron Rodgers money or uh <laughs> Uh, even uh, Kyler Murray money. By the way, Kyler Murray went down in the Monday night game with a no con- with a non-contact injury and got carted off the field. So that season has been the season from hell. Um, Thank but goodness I- uh, the hard knocks are following them because it's always delicious uh, to see a team crumble from the inside. Man, yeah. yeah. Um, what's our boy's name there? The coach, uh, the head coach for the Cardinals? Cliff, Cliff, King- King- Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Kingsbury. Uh, He's going to be up out of there, right? There's no way. I mean, he's I'd imagine this so at this season. point. There's no way he's It's either it's either going to be Kyler or him. Well, I mean, they just paid him, Yeah, you Kyler. Kyler. No. Yeah. yeah, they just yeah. paid him. So uh, <clears throat> Cliff Kingsbury is an easy one to cut out, right? Yeah, I think yeah. he's gone. Yeah. I don't know how we got on that. Oh, Kyler Murray. Um yes. I just want to I do think that the Niners the best thing for them 
for them to have happen at that position is for Brock to earn that starting job for the rest of the season. They're saying Jimmy Garoppolo could potentially be healthy and ready to come back in the playoffs. Um, if Brock Purdy's rolling, you got to start Brock and go into the playoffs with him. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, is Tom Brady done for finally? Or is that just the Niners defense? I mean, the defense is very good, and that Tampa Bay team is very bad. So it's a, um, a combination a combination of the two, which could be just the demise of Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, you wonder how much he wants. You, you wonder how much he second guesses his coming back right now. I mean, obviously, I'm sure the family situation is going to happen no matter what. It's not just the football. There's probably a lot more stuff behind the curtains. Um Mainly, I don't think he wants the responsibility of being a dad, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to play football. It sounds way oh, more fun, right? Yeah. yeah, a lot less responsibility, and just like, ah, oh, I just gotta get hit in the face every once in a while, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's uh, I have to raise a human being right now. <laughs> oh God, oh. Uh, just give me your lips to take your soul away, but that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not looking good, but you're right. It is a combination of factors. It's not just Tom Brady not looking great. He did play the number one defense, and his team offensively this year has just been missing a beat. And a lot of dumb penalties for Tampa Bay that I think um, was one of the leading causes of that game getting out of control in the first half yesterday. Um, let's keep it moving uh, because the Lions – he came into yesterday's game as three-point favorites against a 10-2 and Minnesota Vikings team. And I tried to go back and do some research uh, and find out when the last time a 10-2 and team played a team that was under 500 and the 10-2 and team was uh, the underdog. And I did about five seasons and I got over doing the research. <laughs> so uh, it hasn't happened in five seasons. <laughs> um I mean, they're once again the worst. Their point differential, when you look at the Vikings, is, yes. is atrocious. Um, there was an interesting stat. Well, this is on part of my take right now, uh, where they said if they, uh, the what if standings, where if they essentially sw swapped all their one possession games, all anything within eight points, and gave them that, what the season stats would be, uh, the Vikings would be one and eleven right now. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And that's why I've been saying all year that they're fraudulent. Um, so the Lions are looking decent. They could actually make the playoffs this season at 6-7. and seven. And speaking of bad teams possibly making the playoffs, your Carolina Panthers have a shot to make the playoffs. Giving my shine right now, man. It just We are in a terrible division right now. Thank goodness for that. Yep. And we legitimately have a chance to win a division yeah. and make a way into the playoffs. So, that could be something after a delicious victory over Seattle and a team yes. that is finally clicking right now because we no longer have Baker. We don't have that stupid Matt Rule who looked like he didn't belong anywhere near except a buffet line. And, <laughs> and the only thing that we have going for us is, our, is a we have a good defense. We don't need a, we didn't need Christian McCaffrey. We got some draft picks for that, so it's it, our future is bright. And the fact that we could actually go in there and make a playoff run, give yeah. these guys a little extra experience. Oof, I'm excited. Yeah, and you guys actually, the last four games you guys have is the Steelers at home, uh, playing Lions. at home against the Lions, and then you're going to go on the road against Tampa Bay and then New Orleans. Ooh, I and like that. Can you give me Tampa's? Yeah, and then Tampa's going, uh, staying at home for Cincy, wow. going to Arizona. Then you guys got the uh, Carolina game. Carolina game, and then they're going to be at Atlanta. So. There's a possibility they could go. Let's just give Carolina a win there. They could go three and one. Yeah, I mean, wow, sniffing around the playoffs that could wow. be amazing. Yep. That gotta would love. be gotta love under uh, sub sub five hundred teams in the playoffs. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> B e eight beautiful. <laughs> Unreal. Um. Oh, by the way, Philly's really good. They are. That's it. That's yeah, the statement. Yeah. No need. No need. Nothing needed there. Yeah, they're good. Um. I don't. I'm. I'm. We're not doing thirsty thirty seconds of fantasy today. I just want to tell you guys that I'm an idiot, and I pretty pretty much blew my chances of making the playoffs this season once again because of waking up late. So, um, you know, I have no one to blame but myself, and we'll keep it moving. Speaking of keeping it moving, 
This is FM 90.1 KZFR Chico. We are people-powered community radio for the Sacramento Valley, the Foothills, and beyond. I want to give a shout-out to you for rocking with us this evening. We want to also thank our friends over at Chico Performances presenting Noche Buena, the Christmas Spectacular, on Monday, December 19th. Come check out the colorful costumes, soaring instrumentals and songs combined with Christmas cheer. Tickets and information at ChicoPerformances.com. Uh, did your family ever take you, either one of you, to like plays or you know concerts around the holidays to get you in the holiday spirit? Oh yeah, yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah, we did a couple. Did you ever see the Nutcracker? Never saw the Nutcracker. No, I saw the Nutcracker when I was eight, and my God, was I bored. That one doesn't seem as as becoming. I was at no. we were a Christmas Carol. We went to saw the Christmas Carol quite often. Oh, that's that's yeah. decent. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. A little little Scrooge action. Yeah, know? yeah. Goes to Christmas okay. past. What about you? And future. Uh, you know? No, we didn't go to plays. Um, but actually, speaking of Nutcracker, the only time <laughs> ever like action. A lot of ways this could go. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which, which Kraken are we talking about right now? Uh, no, the actual play, but turned into a movie. I had a younger sister, and the only time I actually, or was first introduced to it, was the Barbie Nutcracker. And then I realized, oh wait, it's an actually based off of a, a very famous ballet, which is no, very it's interesting. A, the original from Barbie production, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the dumbest movie for that. Uh, well, yeah. Barbie movies in general are dumb, but you know, no fooling. No, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I can personally attest to this one. Oh. <laughs> Very low on the bottom. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now. Very, very, low. very low. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, let's give the people the news, and then we'll bring on our foreign correspondent. When news breaks in the tri-state area or the world. Breaking news, breaking news. Derek Isamaki has breaking news. That is right, y'all. Time for the news. Now, usually you know me. I like to find the grungy, the dirty, the death, the destruction. But every once in a while, I like to find the uplifting, the happy, that make you feel good inside. Say what? I know, right? This ain't right. It's the holiday season right now, so it's, it's the Christmas spirit is on. So let's do a little something nice right now. Now, obviously, it's not all nice because it's starting with something dumpy. And that dumpy is Frontier Airlines right now. Now, if you have ever ever if you've ever flown in your life, you know flying sucks for the most part. But if you happen to fly Frontier, it is ass. Like there is no <laughs> chance at all of being a good experience in any way, shape, or form. You really are merely cattle to them that are just transported onto a <laughs> flying vessel and herded on and off that cart as fast as possible. Well, unfortunately for these people over in Orlando. They weren't herded as quickly as they'd like to be. In fact, they weren't herded at all because the flight got canceled. Now, desperate to get back home, as many of you are when you're traveling, you want to get back home usually. Usually after your trip, you go home. That's that's usually, usually the ending of a trip. Frontier wanted to make that very difficult for these people and said that the next flight out wouldn't be until 48 hours later. What? Yeah, yeah. Now, a couple hours is one thing. I understand delays in the sky. I'm not going to hassle people. You're flying me from point A to point B a lot quicker than it used to take people to get from point A to point B. You're flying in the sky. It's insane to think about it. So I give you a little bit of leeway. I do. I understand the situation that we're in. I don't have the ability to get myself from point A to point B faster than a walking speed right now. And you get me their flying speed, and I love you for that. That being said, I still want to get there, especially when I paid for my ticket. However, Frontier Network, not Network, Frontier Airlines, is deciding, nah, nah, 48 hours, you got what you got to wait for. So what do some people do that are waiting in line, all fussed up and angry? Decide, you know what? Screw flying. Let's drive. So a group of 13 strangers, some of them knew each other, obviously. They weren't just 13 random people. There were groups of people. 13 in total, decided, you know what, let's rent ourselves a van and drive ourselves from Orlando to Knoxville, where they all were headed. And they did get themselves quite a diverse set of people, from students to families to farmers who are European Mexicans. That's right. They can have, we have them too. (laughs) 
all found their way at an airport in Orlando and needed to get themselves back home to Knoxville, Tennessee. So they got themselves a little 15-person van and drove that eight-hour drive all together. And they were a viral sensation over on the TikTok world, so if you need a little more of that introspective look, I'm sure you can find them on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, so I'm not with the Chinese in my phone. <laughs> you have my camera, but not my, you're not getting TikTok, okay? <laughs> you have everything else, but I'm not taking that. So there you go, guys. A little little happiness in little the random place. Yeah, random people coming together of a very different background, all for one common goal. To be home by Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really what it was. It was just to get home in general. It happened well before Christmas. We're not even Christmas time yet right now. I don't know why I keep talking about Christmas. I'm just in the mood right now. Not a Scrooge. I like it. Yeah, and I got to give a shout out too because it is my mother's birthday today. So hey! Shout out to Guada Samaki. She is the, the, the mother that birthed me, raised me, and disappointed me every single day. So um, I love you, Mom. <laughs> Uh, much let, love, Guada. Want to let us be known. Yeah. Uh, so as we continue on this this escapade of news right now, we have we have one last little news story. Just because, obviously, when you when you see a headline that says German police seek help in solving berm sperm heist, bull oh, sperm why? heist. Oh, bull. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Talking. Not my easiest thing right now. <laughs> German police seek help in solving bull sperm heist. So apparently, over in Germany, there is a large amount of bull semen that was taken from a, a, a train uh, that were going to be used for artificial insemination. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know, that's what I hope it was for. <laughs> well, I've been told it goes into uh, energy drinks, too. That is true, actually. Yeah. yeah taurine. Yeah. 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 You never know. Well, artificial insemination. Monster. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, either way, there are in, intrigued by it because the containers of this bull semen have to be kept very cold. Very cold, apparently. Apparently, the boys don't like to get hot. So, that's kept under <laughs> negative 196 degrees Celsius. Ooh. It's negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit. So, it takes something special to take that sperm. So, if you <laughs> you got to want it if you want to get that bad boy to make it still viable for you. So you got to feel like you're not going to take it and like you probably want to make your own, you know, herds of cow. Right? I mean, I would imagine that would be the purpose. Like what would be it. the purpose of stealing a bunch of bull semen? Oh. Other than to not to ruin somebody else's cattle that's they're trying to that's make. Could be true. Or to make your own, you know? Like yeah. yeah, yeah. You cuz cattle's pretty, you know, they're worth a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thousands, a lot of money for steaks out there. dollars per head. Milk, milk's pretty nice, you know. Meat's great. Meat is fantastic. And, everything, and, that, everything that comes from a cow is phenomenal. And I'm depending on say, what type of cow. Name anything that comes from a cow. It's delicious. Everything. Milk, delicious. Cheese, phenomenal. Meat, good. Rocky Mountain oysters. I haven't had them before, but if you do them right, I'm sure they're tasty. I don't even know what that means. Those are balls. Yeah, fresh off oh, the cow yeah. balls, yeah. and then you grill them up, sliced. Yeah. Nope, not I've never done that. You know. Hmm. Like, shouts to all the people that have made me love all parts of the cow. Leather, fantastic looks good. You know? Come on. Lingua. Great. Great on tacos. Yeah. I'm just saying. Cows. Can we, can we get to Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's cows, y'all. That's the news. Uh, <laughs> That's cows, y'all. <laughs> it's the most beautiful yeah. time of year. Yes. Rides through the street spreading so much cheer. I love it. playing in the winter snow. So, thanks to uh, our foreign correspondent, Erin, she suggested last week that we all go check out the Justin Bieber Christmas album. So, guess what yours truly did on Saturday evening? I drove around with my lovely fiance, checked out Christmas lights, and listened to Justin Bieber's Christmas album. Thank you, Erin. I was not wrong. <laughs> it's And I, uh, to be totally transparent here, I did text Erin and I said... Not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I'll give you that much. It's not bad. It's a decent listen. Uh, so if you want to get in the Christmas spirit, you could take Aaron's advice. 
Uh, and bang some Justin Bieber Christmas album. I mean, you chose the one of the best songs on that album, to be honest. It, it, it's, a, it's definitely the best song on the album, 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. And let's but face there it. There are going... other bangers. Like, it's not the only good song on the album. There are other good ones. Mm-hmm. And also going uh, Christmas tree, I'm sorry, Christmas light um, driving is whatever, you, what do you call it? Viewing. It's viewing, yes, thank you. Some of the best things out there. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. It, it yeah. Is, it's a, a good time. That's a great a holiday tradition right there. Yeah. Uh, good date idea for you dudes yes. out there that aren't yeah. too creative. Um, load up the car, make some spiked hot chocolate. Definitely don't drive with it. No. But, <laughs> you know. Gas uh, prices are going down, so it's a little more affordable yeah, now, guys. Come on now. All right, so each week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we bring on our foreign correspondent, Aaron, to cover the sports we're not paying enough attention to. And this past weekend, Aaron told us last week she was going to be watching the match. She did watch the match. So what can you tell us about the match? Yeah, I feel bad because there's just, you know, my recap will just not compare. Um, It's so good. You need to watch these. They are so so entertaining. Um, the golf is not bad either. They do some fun things like a one club challenge. But man, the the trash talk Chuck is so funny. I like I cannot overstate enough that you need to watch it. Um, my husband was very nice. He recorded it for me so I could just fast forward to the commercials the next day. So that's a great way to go about it. Shout out um, to Nate. Yeah. The best husband on the planet, 100%. Um, but, yeah, so it was uh, Rory and Tiger versus uh, Jordan and Jordan Thomas, Justin Spieth. Um, and I was kind of – I wasn't really optimistic. You know, I, I was going to watch it because I do enjoy them. But, man, did it deliver. Um, Jordan and Justin went up early, and Rory and Tiger could never catch them. It ended up at 10 holes because – uh, they just they couldn't make up anything, and again, it's so entertaining. So what you're saying is, Tiger is not back. Tiger is absolutely not back. At one point during the match, he actually made the statement that his son was able to outdrive him. Whoa. Um. He, yeah, he didn't give a lot of like insight, and you know, you're not really sure. But his son is 13, um, and getting close to outdriving him. So it's. It's safe to say he's not back. Sounds like he's got a foot in the grave right now, Tiger does, you know? Yeah, Seriously, wow. this guy is dead. My God. At, at what point Chuck asked him, hey, Tiger, how's your foot? And Tiger goes, it's still attached. Yeah, that's not a great sign. I uh, will say, I did watch a little bit of it, and it, whenever he was walking up to the greens, he was uh, he was limping uh, noticeably. Wasn't pimping. He was not. That was not a pimp. That was a limp, if I've ever <laughs> seen one before, okay? And it was, uh, yeah, he's not there. Yeah. No, but he. I think he played better than Rory, though. And uh, Rory did have some good trash talk, though, which feels very different than, I think, the normally buttoned-up Rory that you would see. Um, so that was really fun. And uh, at one point, I think it was Jordan took the keys out of Tiger's golf cart because Tiger was, like, messing around with them, and it was <laughs> hilarious. Someone had a Coors Light. Um Chuck referred to Alabama as Alabama University, and Justin was just dying. It was so funny. It's you need to watch these. Yeah, they uh, the ones I've seen in the past were always entertaining. I didn't catch this one, but it, it does sound like I missed a good one. Um, do they have any more of these scheduled before the PGA uh, kicks off this year? I it doesn't seem like it, um, okay. but I, I could see them putting some together very quickly. Sure. Um, this one, it, uh, they said, you know, it took two months worth of planning because it was played in Florida at night, so it was 100% lights, which was different. Um, mm. But, like, I think it went really well. I, I cannot imagine that they're not going to do more of these. Chuck is TV gold. They don't pay him enough money. No, there's not enough money in the world. Yeah, there's uh, not. Aaron- we do not deserve him. Would you uh, would you like to stick around for a couple questions we got from some listeners? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, the first one, uh, the email subject line was hot neighbor. Mm. 
What up, boys and Aaron? I wanted to tell y'all how much I love the shenanigans. However, what happened to You're Dead to Me? That was my favorite segment last year. During football season, why'd y'all get rid of it? Please bring it back. Um, noted. And to be honest with you, sir, um, I don't know what I did with the drop. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to have to find that again. Uh, so he goes on to say, the reason for my email is around three months ago, a very attractive girl moved next door to me in my apartment. The day she moved in, I saw her and her dad struggling to remove a couch from her moving truck. I ran over and offered my assistance. I helped them with a few more of their larger items before I had to take off to an appointment. During this time, I really seemed to hit it off with my neighbor and her father. It turns out her, da her dad and my mom were both athletes at Long Beach State around the same time. Uh, shout out to the dirtbags. Over the coming weeks, my neighbor and I would exchange small talk whenever we would see each other and perhaps even some low-key flirtation. A couple weeks ago, while out with some friends, I ran into her at a bar with one of her friends from back home. We all shared a couple drinks before separating. A few days after that, I ran into her as I was leaving for work and mentioned that we should all go out again soon. She agreed and, we sh and she said that she had a fun night. I then confirmed the invite the next day, and she seemed really excited. I told her that it would be two of my friends, and she should invite some of her friends to come along as well. My plan was to keep this really casual so as not to come off with major creep vibes. We all met up and had some drinks. Uh, she and her friends said they had to leave a little early since they both had work the next day. That night, one of my best friends, who happens to be of the feminine persuasion, stayed the night on my couch because she didn't want to have to pick her car up in the morning. She stayed at my house a ton of times in the past. We have been friends since elementary school. When she was leaving in the morning, however, I heard her come across my neighbor on her way out. I couldn't make out what they were saying, but it sounded pleasant enough. Since that day, my neighbor has been very short with me. Our usual three to five minute small talk sessions have dissolved into haze and good mornings. My fear is that she thinks that my friend who happens to be a girl is something more than just a friend just because she saw her leave my apartment, uh, my apartment that one morning. My question for y'all is, how do I approach this situation? Small talk has gotten me seemingly nowhere with her. Should I try to explain the situation and be direct? Should I invite her out for another drink and talk to her about it? Then, should I ignore the situation and hope it blows over and continue to try my pathetic attempts at small talk? Should I have my friend, who's a girl, try and talk to her when you see her again? One other crazy idea I have is what do y'all think about me having my friend stay the night again, trying to time up the time that my neighbor leaves to bump into my neighbor to normalize the situation and explain that we are friends. Man, this guy's really going through it. Um... <laughs> Please, <laughs> please help my help. Please help. My neighbor is really hot, and I'd like to get into the batter's box. One second. Uh, wait, I missed it. Sorry. Um, I had a drop for that. We'll keep it moving. Um, love the show. Thanks for reading this. Um, all right. As I usually do, let's defer to Aaron. Uh, how can we help our friend out here? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a little tough of a hurdle to get over, I think, but I think you got to invite her out one-on-one, -on -one. uh, make it real, real date vibes, dude. You got to pay for everything, take her to dinner, buy her drinks. Um, and you know, you'll, you'll drop it in there. She's my friend. She won't believe you at first, obviously, but you're, I think you're going to have to pile it on hard. It's a tough one right there. Yeah, you yeah. definitely the, the timing on that is uh, is not your best. It's, sometimes it works in your favor though. Sometimes yeah. that can help. Sometimes that that can stir the pot a little bit in your favor. But it sounds like this is not working for you. And I think I'm kind of with Aaron. At some point in time, you can't be subtle about things. Sometimes you just got to be direct about things and uh, go for the the full thing. Maybe not a full on dinner, but at least drinks. Just you two take care of that. Some small bites go a long way too. Food goes a long way. Yep. That's all I know. Yes. Food goes yeah. a long way uh, just one-on-one. -on -one. So I would take that action if you can. It looks like my man wants to slow play this. So if this is what you want to do, what I would say is see if you can't all go out together and make it very, very obvious that your friend who she saw leaving your apartment is just that. And girls, uh, if you have girlfriends, 
they are the best spies in the game. They are they know how to play both sides better than anyone in this entire world. Uh, women should run the world because they know how to do this very well. And what you could do if you really want to slow play this is have all you all go out, your friends there, and you have her at some point you leave them to chat amongst themselves and be, you know, girl talk and a little, hey, what do you think about my buddy? You know, I know he, he finds you really cute, but he's kind of afraid to ask you out. If that's if that fits the personality, that is a workaround, I would say. That is a good workaround. That yeah. can work. Yeah. Yeah. You have to you have to use your friend to your advantage right now. Yeah. Yeah. And girl. And, and when it's coming from another girl and not a guy, it goes a lot further um, than, hey, what do you think of my bro? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, there's there's a lot more to be said for it. And women respect men who have like strictly platonic relationships, especially ones that have lasted a long time. Um, it says a lot about your character. If you can keep women in your life as strictly friends. Um, so I would, I would go that angle. If you're a little uncomfortable being direct with her, I'd, I'd bark up that tree. You got anything, Brad? I mean, I would just be echoing everything that you guys have said. I mean, at this point, you got to be direct. You got to be very like precise with your words. And I mean, I didn't even think about it, but Jero's having the, the the friends approach, going up and talking to her, might be the best. Get a but, but but make sure you're out at drinks. Don't just have yeah. her the, have, the, have her go to the bathroom together. <laughs> Take her, have her go to the bathroom. That's with her. all. That's well, yeah. the best they probably they'll inevitably yeah. they do would. that. They would do that. Yeah, uh, no woman's it, you know. ever gone to the bathroom by herself if other female or females are present. In public, in the history of mankind, that's a fact. Um, you could look it up. Um, all right, I got another one. Is we're good there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I got another yeah. one that I thought um, this is perfect for Aaron. Right. So this came from a lady, um, <laughs> and it's titled "Trying to Fit in with Dudes." Hey guys, love the show. Love that you have Aaron on every week for us girls out here. I am a 28-year-old woman that works in a male-dominated industry. I am fairly new, and I am trying to figure out how to connect with my male coworkers a little bit better. Recently, we all took a break to watch the World Cup together as a work outing. I am a former Chico State soccer player, and I am an avid fan of the sport and a fan of the foot-and-mouth segment, even though I can't understand why Derek is yelling the entire time, but I love his passion. <laughs> as we were watching the game, I noticed that most of these men don't really know the game well at all. And they were yelling ridiculous things like, you should have shot that at inopportune times. I bit my tongue to keep from ruffling any feathers. And then today, so last Friday, we watched Argentina-Netherlands uh, match. And again, my colleagues would yell things that didn't make any sense. I politely tried cor correcting one of my colleagues as to why... It would have been that would have been a really difficult shot, and they were trying to set up for a cross. He seemed a bit shook by the fact that I would dare to correct him. He didn't say anything, but his body language spoke volumes. I, a, I am a huge fan. Uh, I am a huge sports fan, and I fancy myself to be pretty educated on soccer and American football since my dad is a high school football coach. I was invited out this coming up Thursday to watch the Niners Seahawks games. Uh, with my coworkers, and my question for you all is how should I approach watching sports with the guys? Should I keep my opinions to myself? When I try to gently educate my one coworker, he shot me down pretty quick. I really just want to be viewed the same as the guys. Do all men hate to be corrected by women? Is it just a sports opinion that is a problem? I want to be able to go out with these guys and watch sports and root the, root the same as them. Would you guys, uh, she said, Strictly for the fellas, would you all be intimidated by a woman who knew a lot about sports? Thanks for all the fun over the years. You guys rock. Keep killing it, guys and gal. Um, all right, so Aaron, you're a woman who loves sports. What what say you? I, I think um, she will definitely be able to get to a place where she can correct them because, um, you know, not to be sexist here, but, you know, men love to talk about sports. So first what needs to happen is she needs to build like a rapport with them. So like, let them know with, you know, just a fun stat here, a tidbit of knowledge here. And then eventually you will get to that place where you can be like, no, you're a dummy. You don't know what you're talking about. But if you don't know them very well and you're just kind of correcting them off the bat, uh, listen, I totally get it. It's the worst when they don't know what they're talking about and you do. 
but you kind of want to build that friendship first. So just kind of go out and enjoy it. And you will get to a place where you can correct them and they will be like wowed by you. I promise. But you got to build that relationship first. I was going to say, I kind of agree with that in terms of uh, you got to build the relationship. I was going to say, don't be gentle about it. Um, when you try to be gentle, just be like, no, you, yeah, if he was a dumbass, he would shoot that shot. Something like yeah. that. You know, make them feel somewhat, uh, the, there has to be some type of razzing in there. And I think that's how you kind of have to build up to that, like Aaron was saying, in terms of having that relationship. Because that's how dudes talk. We talk by insulting each other. And yep. that's, that's our friendship talk for the most part, is making the other person next to you feel like an idiot. You know? Um, not just to make yourself feel, feel better, just because you want your friend to feel like an idiot for something he said that was an idiotic. You know, and that's just all it is. It's a it's a it's a love effect in that. And I hope you would want to get to that stage. So, yeah, um, I think there are ways of, of, you know, letting them. Hey, man, that's I don't want to say guys don't like being told, especially when it comes to sports. But definitely there are plenty of guys out there that do have that fragile of an ego that it yeah. can get harmed mm-hmm. uh, by that. Um, but then again, though, you don't want those as your friends either. Yeah, I I agree with what Aaron said. I agree with what, what both of you are both of you are saying but the relationship has got to be there she said she started i believe three months ago that's not a ton of time to build a bunch of rapport um but i don't i don't know what industry she's in so i don't know if you're working in close proximity where it is a bunch of trash talking going on all day um because if it is you know if you could throw little zingers out from time to time you know it will first probably be received like who is this like what but over some time um They'll grow to love it. To add some context, this gal is fairly attractive. So the intimidation you speak of could be that. Most dudes do not know how to talk to attractive women, to women, period. Um, Most dudes do not want to talk, period. period. To women. To women, especially. So. Yes, and yes. attractive women, none yeah, of us know how to talk to. Zero. There's Zero chance. One guy who actually has game when it comes to attractive women, all of us are. Um, they go stupid. We're dumb. We're dumb. We're all baboons. Just some of us were close. We're the blind leading the blind. At that yeah. Point, you know? Yeah. So I would say just be yourself. Did, did we just go off? Yeah. yeah. We right. just went off air. So that's cool. Darren's still there? I can still hear you guys. Okay. All, right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll hang out for a <laughs> yeah. second here. <laughs> Good work this week, guys. We killed it. Right at the end <laughs> of the show, too. Uh Okay. And uh, well, hopefully you guys don't die in a flood, but it's snowing like crazy here. Is it? Yeah, yeah we're all good yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have no idea what the listeners heard there. I know we went off air, but um, basically, uh, we're just advising this gal: just be yourself. Yeah. 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 Try not to look into it too much. Yeah. You know, you know about the sport. Don't hide that knowledge. Yeah. 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 Definitely not. But yeah, don't insult them right off the bat. That's no. Great. And like for I mean the second part of that question like I'm dating somebody that knows sports very well and so it doesn't intimidate me and I think it's actually like an attractive quality and I enjoy it because we can kind of go back and forth a little bit more on that. There you go. Yeah, there you have it. Yeah. I would never want that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's me time. No. Okay. You know nothing. Yeah, I do not. I do not need. Stuff yelling at the TV. They ran a high pick and roll when they should have run a slide or a dig pick and roll. That would drive me nuts. This is my time. <laughs> this is the one time I know anything about anything, okay? And it's very little. Let me just have this, okay? Uh, Aaron, excellent as always. We'll catch up with you next week. Talk to you later, guys. Later. Uh, Brad, I know we have the North State update. And I again, can make it quick. I left you with no time. Do you want your drop? Uh, no. All right. We'll go without it. All right. So, real quick, we have not talked about uh, basketball in a while. So, let's talk about men and women's basketball at Chico State. They played against Cal Poly, or at Cal Poly, Humboldt. Still, the dumbest name, and I will continue to say it. And then they also played at Sonoma State. The men had a very exciting game. They went into overtime, and they won 116-112 to 112 in Arcata. There we go. That was loud and deserved. <laughs> loud and deserved for that victory. Then, but this is also the longest road trip. So, head from Humboldt all the way down to Sonoma State, and unfortunately, they took the loss. 69 to 78. Yeah. And with that loss, they are 4 and 5 overall, 3 and 2 in conference. They're going to be playing at home December 18th against Pacific Union College as they're on their little winter break hiatus from the CCAA. The next game for the 
conference will be at Stanislaus State January 1st. So happy New Year's to the Wildcats as they come back. Next, we're going up to women's basketball. Again, Cal Poly Humboldt. They get the victory over there, 75-63, to a clean sweep for the, for the Wildcats. And unfortunately, a queen, clean sweep for Sonoma State as Sonoma State beats the women's uh, Chico State team, 69-70, to a close yeah. game. They are 6-4 and four overall and 3-2 and two in conference as well. They also will be playing Pacific Union at Acker Gymnasium on the 18th. So, heading off to prep football as we had state finals. We didn't talk about this, but Orland was 14-0 going into the state championships. They played against Shafter. Yes, Shafter out of Kern County. They It was a mud bowl because on Saturday it was raining like crazy. They beat them 20-7. And unfortunately... The coach for uh, Shafter was not too happy. Let's get a listen. The, the truth of the matter is, and I hope I'll look at all the cameras, it is a shame on the CIF that they allow a state championship game to be played on a field like this when you got Division One and two teams playing on turf. It is crap that you allow this stuff to happen. And let the CIF know that. It's, this game should never, because we didn't get to see the best of both teams. That's the thing that's wrong with what happened tonight. I'm proud as heck of my guys. They battled through this. They battled through a bunch of stuff. But when you can't even throw a football because it's so dang muddy on this field, it's just bull crap on the CIF. He was not happy at all. S- similar conditions for both teams. I don't know what his problem was. I get his great, but at the same time, you lose five or six games, you're going to be playing in the lower divisions, playing in the, in the playoffs. So... I mean, playing in the mud, that sounds like a fun... It's, it's, it's like old-school football. Yeah. Not I, to I mention, playing on turf is really bad for you, so yeah. there is that. Yeah. And that's my North State update. All right, very we, good, sir. We that, apologize for that language in that video. Too, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, hard. sheesh. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll catch you all next week. It's been real. It's game over, man. It's game over. Next up, let's show. Here, Here it is. is. Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice.